Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm getting ready for a little homecoming game tonight. Daughter doing some cheering and a guy that's, uh, man, he loves showing up for homecomings. People love it when he does. It's Curtis Quillen for his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, Curtis, always good to have you. I want to remind everybody, next Friday, I'll be out at Common Grounds on that stage. Curtis, we've uh, we've asked and, and been granted a, like a PA system. And I think that's going to confuse a lot of the co-eds out there that are studying, trying to prepare for uh, test, upcoming test and that kind of thing. But uh, we think it's appropriate when the Mosley Show goes on the road. Uh, Curtis, will you be able to make an in-person appearance now that I'm kind of doing a later show in the day. I'm going to try, man. As long as the uh, construction traffic kind of uh, obeys, now it uh, should be able to. I mean, that's just, you know, our studio's in downtown Temple, so we're kind of at the liberty of the construction guys in Waco. So let's send a prayer up this week and hope that uh, we can pull this one off on Friday. Well, I mean – if I ever need to go to the other location, Common Grounds, out on uh, 84, you know, say the word. And I'll just – I'll kind of meet you wherever you need me to. Uh, and, if, in fact, if you ever need Common Grounds to open up a new coffee house in Temple, we'll do, we'll do that for you, okay? Uh, I like Curtis, it. we uh, – I, 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 I'll, I'll get to um, your alma mater here in a little while. That's an interesting line on that game. But as we always like to do, let's let's get let's get that GOTW. Let's get the game of the week uh, for for Channel Six, and uh, and and start working our way through a couple of these matchups that uh, that you like. You know, our game of the week this week I think was a pretty clear one. Um, it was Salado and China Spring. I mean, these are two mm. vastly different teams that have done the exact same things. They've rolled over people. I mean, the only you know, China Springs undefeated. Salado's got two losses, but those are two losses that have aged very, very well to at Grandview and at Stephenville. And something tells me both Grandview and Stephenville are going to make quite the run come November, December anyway, because of how they've been playing. And so, you know, in, in Salado's wins, they've not allowed anybody to score more than seven. Something tells me that uh, Alan Hare had his defensive coordinator uh, get upset on the defense last year, last week, because they let up a season high seven points to Conley. And so, you know, two very stout <laughs> defenses it, that through the first two weeks of District 9 for a D2 play have let up only a combined total of 23 points, Matt. That's two teams Goodness. playing three other schools because they both played Gatesville and combined these defenses have only allowed 23 points. So this is going to be an awesome game. And then you have the power spread in China Spring led by Major Bowden, the quarterback, uh, combining – we're going up against the slot tee from Salado. This is an awesome. This is an awesome showdown, and it's funny. The winner gets the district championship. The loser gets Carthage a week later. So there's a lot of really interesting dynamics at play in this one. It's really exciting to me. Nikki gets to go out to this one. I got to talk to management. Man, she keeps drawing these really cool games to go to. Um, the other one is Bossyville Crawford, who's the front runner in two A Division One Region Two. Um, because you have to, you would have to argue whoever loses this game is probably the, you know, the number three team heading into the playoffs because Lindsay is still expected to do some pretty good things this, this year, but you know, only time will tell. And then you 
you've got Rosebud Lot in Holland. You know, Holland mm. wins and the Hornets take control of second place in the district. The Cougars win, and all of a sudden you've got a three-way cluster for second place in the district behind uh, frontrunner Thorndale. And so there's some really fascinating matchups. And then you cannot talk about this week without talking about the playoff, whatever you call it, in 12-6A. We're going into last night. You had a four-way tie for third place with Belton, Ellison, Shoemaker, and Bryant. And last night, Belton took sole control of third place, but that could change tonight. Cove hosts Brian, or Cove travels to Brian, rather. And then Shoemaker is at Temple, and the Gray Wolves could really make a statement there and really stake their claim on one of those, you know, one of those last two spots after Temple and Harker Heights. A lot of really interesting games. And, you know, we're at that time of the year, Matt, where every single game has playoff implications. And so there are more interesting games. But, I mean, I think it would take up the entire rest of your show to go through every single one. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to that. If you just want to hang around, we could we could give that a go. <laughs> Talking to Curtis Quillen on our weekly segment, Chilling with Quillen. Um, I this is uh, this this there's some entry. You're right. There's a, there's a lot going on now. I've, I've got some intel for you. I want to run this by you, Rosebud Lot. And I've got, like, great friends that, that have come from that community and, like, live in Bryan College Station now. But is that true that they have Central Texas's leading passer, that Rosebud lot has the, uh, I mean, the leading passer in pretty much our whole coverage area? Does that sound accurate to you? It, I think it is. I'm not 100% okay. sure on that, okay. Matt. But Zane Ziner, the Cameron transfer, his dad's now the offensive coordinator there at Rosebud Lot. Um, I mean, he's a dynamic passer. He's one, I mean, wow. you watch the kid play, and he's probably the best quarterback in that district. Um, if not, he's top three for sure um, because you've got Holland running the flex bone now, and then you've got some just straight-up dudes at Thorndale, Rosebud Lot, and, um, and Hearn. Um, he's very good, and it would not surprise me one bit okay. because I do know that Brandon Hicks, the head coach there, likes to sling it a little bit. Okay, so here's the little nugget I'm going to give you that you can use on the report later tonight. I'm getting some vibes that that young man, they may kind of play him off the edge this evening, and uh, and and you may you may see not only some huge passing yards, but he may pin his ears back a little bit come off the edge, Ooh. and so you could see some sacks. Okay, I don't want to get too specific, like where exactly he's going to line up. I'm just saying it's a, it's a big youngin. Okay, it's a yeah. big youngster and at, at about 6'2", 225. And um, I just want you to have that information in case that happens. Okay? I'm looking forward I think, to that. I, okay, I think he's going to come. I think he's going to be coming off the edge. Talking to Curtis Quillen as we do. Every Friday, getting you ready for man, it's exciting. The people in Salado, that Salado Creek, it's a gorgeous night. A lot of times, people don't like to leave the creek, and, and especially with that Barrow Brewing down there now. But for a game like this, they'll even abandon the the brewery for a little bit and 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 go see that game. Now, let's let's talk a little uh, college. Your the the Pokes. Uh, this Iowa State thing, I'm getting word from uh, local bookmakers, uh, local bookies, have this thing at seven. Is that 
that's a really interesting line on this because you generally you kind of think, well, Oklahoma State number eight in the country now, or they're really riding high. You did, and I got to say, you did not have as much faith as I would think you would have had in your alma mater. And if they didn't come rolling right back and beat the University of Texas, are you starting to finally believe? Or are you still in show me mode? This is the last week where I will say I'm still in show me mode because, you know, we're talking about a Texas program that's in a transitional phase, and I don't think that that's really earth-shattering information. I mean, I think Red River kind of proved that. I think Arkansas kind of proved that against the the Longhorns. Um, The Cowboys can't move the football, Matt. I mean, Jalen Warren was the entire offense. Other than that, it was Malcolm Rodriguez. And by the way, he's a linebacker. And so – you know, that was the Cowboys' best offense was getting Texas off the field. And so that was – it got to the point where I was watching it in the press box at McLean and just got to the point in that one when Texas was up, we were not moving the ball real well or the Cowboys weren't moving the ball real well. And uh, I just went down and started shooting pregame. I didn't want to watch the rest of it. Didn't need that <laughs> that stress on my blood pressure and – this is a, you know, what Iowa State team are they going to get? Are they going to get the one that choked it away against Iowa? Are they going to get the one that started to come back against Baylor? Are they going to get the one that ran UNLV into the slot machine that they have there on the sideline? And Like, which, which Iowa State team is going to show up? And is this going to be a Cyclone team that's got a point to prove? Plus, Matt, I don't have to, you know, anybody who's followed the Big 12 in the last 20 years Ames is a house of horrors for Oklahoma State. I don't think this year's any different, truly. Um, And these next two weeks are going to go a long way in determining just how good this Oklahoma State team is because the two teams they always, always, always seem to kind of choke it away against are Iowa State and TCU. And that's the next two games for Oklahoma State because I don't think it's really breaking news to say OSU is not winning Bedlam. Won't, it, it, it's won it twice since Mike Gundy took over, and one of those was one of the three best teams in the country that year, and it's the only time we've ever been able to say that about an Oklahoma State team in the last, I don't know, 50 years. And so I'm still in show-me mode, but this line, for as little sense as it makes, it, it, it makes a lot at the same time. It's just one of those really, really weird matchups this weekend. All right, uh, Curtis Quillen uh, providing uh, knowledge on his alma mater, Oklahoma State. And, um, Curtis, the uh, the news went out that Mike Gundy, coach of your alma mater, gets the uh, – uh, basically they restored his contract that uh, they kind of punished him for some of the things that happened around that whole OAN controversy and, and some of the things that were going on. And um, but they've kind of restored that now, and he has that quasi lifetime contract back in place. So uh, I guess you know, and some people have talked about you know cancel culture and all things like that. Um, it did not look good there for a few days for Gundy, and he has. <clears throat> I think it reminds us all, Curtis, that if you can go win some football games, you can still avoid being canceled. Does that sound somewhat accurate? Yeah, I think I think that's fair because it's gone in the reverse direction in, in Baton Rouge. And, I mean, 
you, you listen to all the national experts who talk about what's going on inside LSU and part of what happened where the players stopped really playing for Ed Orgeron had to do with last summer's um, events w- involving, you know, social, the movement for ju- social justice and the fact that they didn't feel like Ed Orgeron was an ally and that some of the words he said in the locker room really didn't sit well with some of the players. And so, you know, Gundy has apparently been able to atone for it with his players and and have their ear and be, get them to play for him to the point where they are 6-0. and But it's one of those where you look at the rest of his coaching career, Matt, and if you put everything from OA and afterward in a separate jar and you look at what's left of his coaching tenure at Oklahoma State, this is a man still coasting on one great season 10 years ago. And I, a lot of what I'm seeing on, on, you know, OSU Twitter is, you know, it's a perpetual contract. It's a perpetually renewing contract to perpetually renew the letdown for OSU fans. And so I have a lot of questions about this. You know, I don't think that this was a move we need that, you know, needed to be made today. (laughs) Um, Let's see what happens in Ames tomorrow. Right. Like that's what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's been proven that he has, uh, you know, atoned for his uh, his mistakes last summer, and I think a lot of his players would, you know, they don't go out and play like that if this doesn't happen. And I think LSU is the case study to prove that. And so, I do think that if you go win some football games and you are true to your word, um, that you can avoid, you know, like you said, the cancel culture part of it and the you know, being able to keep your job because there are plenty of people not lining up to that job because, you know, that's a school that is putting some money into its football program. Well, I like to think that uh, none of these moves are made without somebody kind of looking to the heavens and making sure T Boone is okay with it. And uh, I do think T Boone Pickens and Mike Gundy did make some peace before he left this earth, and uh, and and maybe that was helpful to uh, Gundy as in T Boone's final years. But uh, my goodness, his legacy at Oklahoma State is one that uh, will go on forever and ever. All right, uh, Curtis, good stuff. Really hope to see you next week. But uh, whether by you know phone or in person, we will we will definitely have you. Okay. I appreciate it. I will get. I'll do everything I can, Matt, to be there in person. Well, I've got surprises for you lined up if you do make it in person. Uh, several treats and then some things that I owe you uh, for a uh, bet that, uh, that I lost. All right. Have a great night, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds good, Matt. You too. Curtis Quillen.